Welcome back to the Evening in St. Louis podcast. My name's Nick. I'm Francie. And I'm Travis. Today we're going to be talking about a restaurant called Black Sheep on Morgan Ford in the Tower Grove area. But before we do that, a little heads up, the audio quality this week might not be as good as it usually is. We had delays because of the holidays and some people that were sick. Uh, everybody's fine and healthy now, but we're recording remotely today, so we're still feeling this out. Hopefully we actually record this. I like how you put you being sick as a wee problem, Nick. I, you know, <laughs> there were various sicknesses. <laughs> Speaking of which, we have a guest today. Uh, <laughs> someone that I've known for many years. Travis actually introduced me to him. I met him at Travis's bachelor party where mm-hmm. I was uh, looking at a sea of dudes and I was like, that one's okay. Hey, um, to be fair, I didn't hire the strippers. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how we met Jim. <laughs> so, yeah, this is our friend Jim Moran. Jim welcome. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. And thank you for that introduction. It was a real roller coaster on my end, but I appreciate it. So we're talking about a place in Tower Grove South, and so we brought in a local expert, Jim, who mm-hmm. is in the Tower Grove South neighborhood and can tell us mm-hmm. everything we need to know about Black Sheep. He's also been like five times. So I've been three times, if you want to count, twice as Black Sheep, once as Mama Tunes. But oh, yeah. That's I a whole other issue times. we have to get in, I, into I, at I, some point. I took my guest appearance very seriously and wanted to make sure that I was thorough in exploring their menu. You've researched this podcast more than most journalists, like, research their sources for stories. <laughs> Speaking of which, can we read a quick review of our podcast that I saw? Yes. People listen. Someone actually mm-hmm. reviewed us. This is exciting. Julie <laughs> <laughs> Cricket said, enjoyable yet frustrating. Three out of five stars. I love to hate this podcast. The hosts have an easy banter that is enjoyable, kind of like eavesdropping on the conversation of two dudes that enjoy food but don't know much about it. This all tracks. Yeah. yeah. Um, I find myself frustrated that they don't know simple ingredients or they don't bother to ask the restaurant far more detailed information so they can give better informed reviews. Somewhat a disservice to the business they are reviewing, which I'm sure is not their goal. I'm listening and correcting, laughing and shaking my head all at once. Uh, that is our goal. <laughs> Francie, do you feel the same now that you're on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I always forget to say up front, you know, we are not experts in food. We are fans of food. We're just here to talk about it. And uh, truly cricket, if you're out there, I hope you're still listening and understand that we know we're dumb. Jim, <laughs> uh, you suggested black sheep, I believe. Why? Why did you do that? Because it's close to my house, primarily, um, <laughs> and That's because it reason. replaced it replaced a bar and restaurant that I used to go to on a semi regular basis called Three Monkeys that I always enjoyed, and I just really like that strip here in St. Louis on Morgan Ford, just south of the park. So there's a lot of nice mm-hmm. little bars and restaurants, and I'm glad to see that. Even though one business closed up there, another one opened up, so I was pretty eager to support it. That's kind of a great segue into something I wanted to say, which is I can already hear the feedback of people saying like, we're focusing a lot on one area. Navens was literally a couple blocks away from black sheep. And I just feel like this area is really having a renaissance. We're really seeing a place having a moment 
Jim, I'm excited that you picked Black Sheep. Um, it's not that we're just going to become like Eat Me in Tower Grove, but um, <laughs> right now there's just a lot of exciting stuff. So I'm sure we're going to branch out uh, very soon, probably next episode. But I really want to go to Grand Pied, which is just like a block away. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we might be back. We'll see. <laughs> So, Jim, as you mentioned, this is the former Three Monkeys space. I love Morgan Ford. I loved Three Monkeys. Three Monkeys was, it was a bar with bar food that had a pretty good brunch. But what really happened here was that in 2018, Three Monkeys actually went under new ownership. So it was purchased by longtime employee Zach Rice and his wife, Mary. So they had worked there and then they saw an opportunity to buy the Three Monkeys space where they were working. And their dream had always been to open a whiskey and wine restaurant. But they felt people love Three Monkeys. People know Three Monkeys. They just felt like, okay, this is a neighborhood mainstay. We can't buy it and change everything. So... For a few years, they kept it Three Monkeys. They kept the menu pretty close to the same. They kept the space the same. But they always had this dream to open this whiskey and wine restaurant concept. The pandemic hit, and they saw it not as the huge obstacle that it it is, but they saw it as an opportunity. This was their chance to shift from Three Monkeys, as everyone knew it, to their new concept, which is Black Sheep Whiskey and Wine. So what they did is they actually opened a hybrid concept, which we will touch on in this episode a few times, but they opened Black Sheep Whiskey and Wine, um, which is a, um, they call it a date night restaurant. So they wanted something a little bit more upscale than what Three Monkeys was, but still not, you know, a five-star fine dining establishment. So they opened up both Black Sheep Whiskey and Wine, and in the morning, they kept the tradition of the Three Monkeys brunch and opened up Mama Two's Biscuits by Black Sheep. So two concepts, same space. Nick, I know that that took you a long time to wrap that, your around. Well, okay. So in advance of this episode, when we were talking about it, Travis asked me if we were going to do Black Sheep or if we were going to do uh, Mama Two's Biscuits. I hadn't been over there yet. I looked it up, and Mama Two's is uh, <laughs> Mama Two's is at thirty one fifty one Morgan Ford, and Black Sheep is at thirty one fifty three Morgan Ford. And I'm like, Travis, you idiot! Don't you know <laughs> businesses can occupy the same building? You sent me a link to the Galleria and said, this is going to blow your mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of businesses in one building. It's crazy, right? Yeah, but this is not the same. No, no, it's the same building. (laughs) After a little bit of research. But the way you set it up, you said that it's two places in the same space. And that's partially true because there are two separate rooms and they have different looks to them and feels and it's there's a big walkway right in between them it is a very syncopado relationship definitely connected simpatico that's what i said francie <laughs> francie you beat me to it whatever her name was to know that we are you know trying to stay on top of things as we go yeah. I sat at the same table and had both 
black sheep and mama two's biscuits so okay. i can confidently okay. say it's the same space <laughs> <laughs> So a little bit about the brand themselves. You know, Black Sheep Whiskey and Wine is that date night restaurant. But Mama Two's Biscuits was uh, an homage of sorts to someone that watched Zach Rice when he was young growing up. And he would refer to her as Mama Two. So he had his mother and then he had Mama Two who made these outstanding uh, bacon fat biscuits, and that's what they're using in Mama Two's biscuits. But uh, there is quite a lot of overlap on the menu. So from here on out, I feel like we'll talk about black sheep, but just know that when you go to Mama Two's biscuits for brunch, in addition to some really cheap beer and wine and cocktails at brunch, which I got Jim's, to experience firsthand. Jim is just <laughs> nodding his head violently, I would say. He's a I mean, very emphatic. They, yeah, at least the industry brunch that they do on Mondays have really good specials. And it's also just nice to have a place if you're off or if you want to go to brunch on Monday, you can. Because I feel like other than Saturdays and Sundays, it's hard to find a lot of places with brunch. So Yep. And, you know, the food was pretty similar to what they have at Black Sheep, but we'll get into that. And then, yeah, the drink specials are worth the brunch itself. So I just want to put that right up front. So before we get into what we thought about Black Sheep, do we want to jump into some Yelp reviews? Let's do it. Yelp. Yelp. But no, we don't have any Yelp reviews. There aren't any Yelp reviews. (laughs) I like how we do the whole intro and then you're like, oh, no Yelp reviews. Their Google reviews, which I I think I did a stinger for that at one point. So Google, Google. So on Google, at the current time, they have four point three out of five stars, with only four reviews so far. They're very new. Kirby Barron gave it five out of five and said, "Wonderful new restaurant on Morgan Ford." Several great food and drink options. Highly recommend the Bloody Mary deviled eggs, sweet and spicy chicken sandwich, pulled pork sandwich, and the fungi, fungi flatbread. Great service, atmosphere, and food and drinks. You need to go. Uh, Francie, that's fungi, actually. (laughs) I wanted to give you that opportunity. Thank you. All right. So, Nick, not only do I have a review for you, I have a conspiracy. So... Lawrence Rice said of Zach Rice's new restaurant, Black Sheep, Mm. which he gave five out of five stars. The amazing beret was great. I guarantee you won't leave hungry. What is the amazing beret? Is that a magician? Does anybody know? (laughs) Because I looked at the menu. No, I don't know. I don't remember that. I'm just kidding when I was correcting you, Francie, but I think it's Barrett. Uh, Beret the hat is spelled differently, if that's what you're saying. Travis is like really wants to answer this question, but I think we just have to let it go. <laughs> I, it's one of those mysteries that since we no longer have a fact checker, we'll never know. <laughs> There's nothing named Barrett on the menu. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, I think it's a server, honestly. That right? makes more sense. Mm. Yeah. All right, so ask for Barrett. (laughs) Tell him Travis said hi. Uh, (laughs) We've got one more review from... Now, 
it's lucky that we had a couple of delays because last week there were only two reviews. Today I checked again. We have one more review from Christine Woodward who said, I really want to like this place. Great service, wonderful atmosphere, fabulous wine list. The food was not good. The cheese sauce on the pretzels had no flavor. We had a couple specials that were not worth paying for. Tuna special was extremely spicy. The pickle soup wasn't to our liking, but I know others would probably love it. This place was a great opportunity to offer so much. I really hope they change up the food to offer better options. I'd come back to drink, but we won't be there again to eat without some major changes. Mm. So it's kind of a mixed bag at this point, but it's still early. Yeah, and that's something that I wanted to point out too, is like this just opened up in November. So this is a brand new concept. The Amazing Beret or the Amazing Barrett is actually on Mama 2's. Um, oh. Yeah. So it can get really confusing with the yeah. two concepts in would the you, same space. Would you please spell that, Travis, off the menu? What does it say? <laughs> it is B-A-R-R-E-T-T. Barrett. Yes. I got one back. Um, well, I was trying to be fancy. I was trying to class yes, up this program. Yes, I understand you get fancy from time to time. But, okay, now that we have all that ironed out, why don't we stop listening to strangers on the internet and say what we thought about it? Any of you guys eat in? I got it to go. I ate in. I ate in twice. I ate in three times. Sorry, Charles. I hate to one up you like that, but I did. <laughs> oh, well, Jim, we have to mail you the trophy. <laughs> yes. That's why I'm here for the awards. You have come on the wrong program. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, what was your experience like with the takeout yeah, aspect? I'll, I'll go because it's pretty brief. I called in my order, and it's the uh, black sheep portion of the space is on the corner so i walked in there the bar still takes up a lot of the space but it's pretty clear as you were saying that it's more devoted to the restaurant part of it it does feel like a sit-down place talked to the people there uh they quickly got my order ready i walked around for a minute and put my head on the the other side and i said this is clearly a separate and different (laughs) establishment that everyone would agree on and uh and then they yeah, they brought me my food and i took it to go um i'll say everything was separated really well to keep the hot stuff hot and the cold stuff cold they asked me if i needed any straws or utensils which i really appreciate because i kind of hate when they just dump all of them into your bag and i'm like i'm going home i don't need this but it also feels like they're saying how many people are going to eat that food yes. and it's like but <laughs> don't judge me don't judge me <laughs> I'm a sad man going home to eat alone. Well, I'm glad that you got takeout because unfortunately it feels like for a little while that's going to be a more important aspect of restaurants. So, yeah, they did a good job with it. I was really interested to see how close they kept to Three Monkeys, but they really classed up the place. I mean, the interior, the decor is really nice. Um, I will say Jim and I went to their industry brunch. That felt more like Three Monkeys to me. It just kind of had the vibe, the music, but I felt like they really captured like being a nice date night place, which I was not expecting from the Three Monkeys space. (laughs) Well, I went on a Friday in mid-December, took my friend David to thank him for keeping an eye on my house while I was in sunny Austin for two weeks. And you guys snuck out to Navens while I was gone. But I was worried that it was going to be super busy because it was right 
before Christmas and I thought there'd be holiday parties. And um, so I was pleasantly surprised to find that we really didn't have a long wait and, you know, we're able to get in. We were seated at a high top in the bar and service was terrific. And uh, I enjoyed looking around at all of the sheep themed art that they have placed in various positions. Yeah, I I was also really impressed by the service because it felt like they cared so much. It felt like the people that they've brought in to kind of help get this concept off the ground are invested in it. The waitress like had definitive opinions of like what she felt was a better representation of black sheep than other things on the menu, which I was like, three monkeys, like they would have never said something like that. Like this is a better representation of three monkeys, but they had a point of view, at least with the servers that wasn't there before. And they also like were very upfront with us about how much time and effort the owners were putting in, that this was a labor of love. So it really felt like kind of everybody there was on the same team and kind of like pulling for the success together. Yeah. Hey, Jim, you have your own table there. What do you think about it? <laughs> um, well, yeah, once you visit three times, you get your own table. So that's something everyone can look forward to. Yeah, I would agree a lot with what uh, Travis said. It's hard not to compare it to Three Monkeys since that's a place that I went to a fair amount. I think the decor is definitely a little more upscale. Like, I remember Three Monkeys was a little, like, heavy, like a lot of big wood kind of stuff. I felt like, especially in the dining room as opposed to the bar room. The furniture was a little more sleek and minimal, um, still very comfortable, and would definitely echo what Travis said about the staff, like from the hostess to the bartender to the waitress that we had, like just really great, really friendly all the way around, and definitely we're ready with a recommendation. So speaking of recommendations, can we talk about what we got to eat? No. <laughs> <laughs> The food. Yes, okay. All right. Let's do everything Travis wants to do. Uh, Jim, can you go first on on your uh, first visit, maybe? Uh, sure. What did you get? Uh, yeah, so on my first visit, uh, we had um, the pimento cheese spread with sourdough uh, appetizer, which was good. I think I was expecting the sourdough to be a little more like cracker, like toasted kind of, but it was... Mm-hmm. It's toasted, but it was a lot softer. I thought that was really good. Different, I think, than anything quite like I'd had before. Are you a pimento um, fan? I am, but it's never, it's very rarely like a go-to of mine. It's yeah. not something I have a lot, but it just kind of stuck out to me on the menu and was like, okay, let's give that a try. Yeah. And I was glad I did. I liked that a lot. Um, and then... For an entree, uh, they had rainbow trout on the menu, but they were out of it that night. Mm. They substituted with a red snapper. That was uh, that was good. Um, came with like a butter caper sauce, and I love capers, but maybe a few too many capers, I would say. It was mm-hmm. really like salty, but that's still pretty good, right? You know, salty is <laughs> not the worst thing in the world. Um, with these like smashed red potatoes and fried Brussels sprouts that... I also quite enjoyed. Um, when I went, I, we also got the pimento cheese spread, which, as Jim said, it was really solid, but th- it had a good spice, which I was looking for something to, like, break up the, like, richness of that cheese. And I felt like the spices they put in there, it really helped to make that happen. But 
I just want to point out a couple of the standout things that I got. One of them is the pickle soup. Yes. And yeah, I was curious about that one. I did not get it. <laughs> you know, Nick, I always try to only give you a recommendation if it's like a total standout. I can't believe I'm eating this. Like, you've got to try it because I'm going to talk about it. I had to tell you about the pickle soup. <laughs> I thought – now, I'm from a little small town, and maybe that is just what something they do there. But have you ever had a pickleback shot? Uh, no. It is a shot that you chase with pickle juice. Okay. Um, a shot of what? Um, I never ask. <laughs> <laughs> Vodka or is it whiskey? I, I have actually had that with vodka where somebody was like, here, take a shot of pickle juice. The salt really complements the vodka. That's yeah. whatever. It's it, always, it works though. And it's always a gimmick. You don't go in saying like, man, it's been a rough day at work. I'm going to sit down and have a nice pickleback shot. <laughs> like that's, It's a decision you make at like one o'clock when it's last call. And it's like, okay, now I want this. Um, I thought that the soup was going to be a gimmick. I was like, okay, here's. You thought the- it was going to come up with a glass of vodka. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, ah, it's pickle juice, but we kind of did something to make it a soup. I was oh. like, here's the three monkeys shining through. You know, I was like, this is, <laughs> this is like a callback to something they did. And then I tried it. And it is this rich potato soup with the flavor of dill pickle in it. And it is delicious. It was one of those things that I got a cup of, I split it with my wife and I wish we would have gotten more because the cup was gone. And I was like, I'm still trying to process what I'm eating right now. It was such a standout. Francie, did you get that too? Yeah. And I mean, I can't believe you shared a cup because I actually considered (laughs) ordering a second cup. After I had my serving, it was so good. Did did you get the pickle soup? I I did. On visit number two, I did follow Travis's recommendation. Because even on my first visit, I said to my boyfriend, I was like, "Mm, I like dill pickles, but (laughs) dill pickle soup? Like, what exactly is this going to be? It doesn't really jump out at me when I see that on a menu. Well, here's the thing. To be honest, wary of it. If you're somebody who loves pickles, you're going to love the soup. If you don't, the soup is not going to convert you. But when I saw it on the menu, I knew I had to have it because I'm a pickle person. And there is a very similar soup on the menu at the fountain and on Locust. And so I had had their soup. So it wasn't the first, it wasn't my first rodeo. And, um, and this was really, really an excellent uh, version of it. Yeah, I, I guess I expected it to be like really in your face still, which is also not necessarily a bad thing to me. But I liked that it was like Travis said, a little more of a potato soup with like a dill, like yeah. not quite a little more than a hint. It was a strong suggestion of pickles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was not a subtle hint. <laughs> Did you end up getting it, Nick? After I texted you about it, of course. No, not. no, I did not. <laughs> I. And I, you know what? I don't regret it because based on Francie's uh, explanation, I'm not a huge dill head. So, yeah, I don't know if I would like that. But well, I like a, a slice of pickle with a sandwich now and then. But it's not something that I gravitate towards. So something that I gravitated towards that's going to be no surprise to you all. Nick, in fact, if I was like, guess what I got? You would probably say the sweet and spicy chicken sandwich. Um mm-hmm. 
And you'd be right. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Travis, check your pocket. It's written down on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. But if you're going to design a sandwich, you're going to design this sandwich for me. It is fried chicken thigh tossed in a signature sweet and spicy sauce, homemade ranch, lettuce, tomato, brioche bun, side of tots. That is... That's all I want in like an upscale bar menu is a sandwich like that. And so I went back and forth because I was like, Hannah, you know, that's exactly what they think I'm going to get. So I was like, maybe I should go for something different, you know, kind of throw them off. And Hannah was like, no, you've got to follow your heart and get what you want to get. So you can speak about it on the podcast. I am so glad I did this sandwich was like a perfect fry. They use the chicken thigh, so they get so much more flavor incorporated into that, that it stood up to that sweet and spicy sauce without completely losing the chicken. And then the veggies they put on top of that helped to like mellow it out so it wasn't so like heavy and fried. So it just was surprisingly well balanced for this monster chicken sandwich that came to my table. And I was so thrilled with it. I, it was a highlight for sure. Well, I will say that David did not effuse as enthusiastically as you, Travis, but he also <laughs> enjoyed the um, sweet and spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> the, the, Travis sounded like the last scene in Titanic with <laughs> Hannah telling him to follow his heart. Or whatever. <laughs> it's very emotional to me. I think um, we should score this episode. We need some strings to come up. Under yeah. the <laughs> also, I was imagining Travis drowning after that for some reason. I don't, I don't know why I picked Titanic. That was a bad choice. <laughs> you picture that every time we talk. So. <laughs> Just real quick, though, I always thought of like tots and three monkeys as going hand in hand. And when they brought out those tots, like they kept like the best aspect of those tots from three monkeys. They were fresh and crisp. They were hot. They were perfect salty to cut through like the sweet and spiciness of that sandwich. So as far as tater tots go, I know that they were probably nothing special. They probably poured a bit of fryer from a bag. But when they served them, they were like, just right. Just what I wanted. You don't think they were hand totted with love? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I'm going to start writing that on Christmas presents from now on. Hand totted with love. <laughs> and you're only giving out tater tots. Yeah. <laughs> so is that everything you got, Travis, or did you get anything else? Um, that was everything I got uh, when it was full-fledged black sheep um, before I went when it was Mama Two's. All right. Well, hold that thought because I'm going to tell Jim that I did get the um, trout meant oh, the trout okay. meal. Oh. And please, we, please tell me you were there like an hour before Jim got there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's uh, pan-seared rainbow trout, and it comes with, as he described, the smashed red potatoes and the fried Brussels sprouts that have a lemon thyme butter on them. And this was not only a tremendously beautiful platter of food, it was perfectly prepared. The trout was absolutely 
perfectly done. And it was an amazing value. I even asked the waitress about it. And she said, yeah, it is an amazing offering. And she doesn't know how long they're going to keep it on the menu. But she pointed to her dad sitting at the bar and said, this was the third time he's been in for that trout plate because it's it's uh, such a great meal and a great deal. So definitely Jim, get and, and order it. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, now I definitely, I mean, I would have gone back anyway, but now I have to go back a fourth time since, I mean, the red snapper was fine, but, but I really there want were to no try papers. the trout. No papers on the trout. It was just perfect. I, okay, I will definitely go back and try that. That's exciting, especially if they're not going to maybe keep it around that much longer. <laughs> now there'll be a run on trout after everyone hears oh, this podcast. Yeah. Apparently there was before Jim went the first time, too. I was going to say. Blame that on the waitress's dad. Yeah, so next time I go, if there's like a one trout per customer per day sign up or something, <laughs> that'll be like that guy's fault. <laughs> Rainbow Trout is the toilet paper of 2022. Is that, is that what's going on here? Start hoarding. I'm just going to go like order. I'll have all the trout for today. <laughs> order early, <laughs> order often. Right. <laughs> so, Nick, what did you end up getting for takeout? Uh, well, I, okay. I got a bunch of stuff. I'll go through it as fast as I can. Uh, set a timer. No, I got <laughs> the country cob salad. I'm a huge cob salad fan. Uh, Basically like a, a regular cop salad. It's got the blue cheese crumbles. It's got the blue cheese dressing, tomato, uh, bacon. The one thing is like, I think normally there's turkey um, or chicken rather. And in this one, there's like a country ham in it. Very good. Um, one of the reasons that I got it actually was because I had heard about their Bloody Mary deviled eggs. And I considered getting the appetizer for that. But the cop salad came with a... Bloody Mary deviled egg. And I was like, hey, that's a way to try that also. And that was actually really good. That's made with Old Bay seasoning and uh, it's spelled cornichons, but I believe it's corn. Do you know this? Cornichon. Which is a pickle. <laughs> Man, this episode's a real, like, highlight reel for our pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> and our confusion about cucumbers and pickles. Basically like a sweet pickle that you would get on a charcuterie Jesus Christ, charcuterie board. Fancy, <laughs> <laughs> calm down. Just a slip of the tongue. Or uh or a, a Bloody Mary bar. So um I will say that the, like it had a lot of onion and I like onion, but when you're eating a salad and you get down to the end and it's all the small bits fall to the bottom. It was just, it left me with too much onion flavor after the meal. So I think if I went back, I would get it without that. Nick, if I can interject, I think you uh, just got the wrong salad. Um, because uh, when, when we went uh, for the industry brunch, Hannah got the grilled romaine salad, which is candy pecans, dried cranberries, blue cheese, fig balsamic drizzle, and a choice of dressing. It's a, a head of romaine lettuce cut vertically oh, yeah. and then just laid down with all the toppings on it. Uh -huh. It was the only time they've ever brought a salad to my table, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I took so many pictures of it because I'm like, this is the most impressive salad I've ever seen. <laughs> so that's what impresses Travis. So then I also got a uh, <laughs> the chicken and biscuit pot pie, which it's probably sort of like this in the restaurant. But when you get it to go, it's 
basically like a soup. It's the innards of a chicken pot pie. And then the biscuit on the side, which you mentioned earlier, is like a bacon fat biscuit. Very good. Dense, but it's also flaky. Combine those two and it, it makes a really good hearty meal. Very classic pot pie. Uh, roasted chicken, carrots, onions, potatoes, peas. So I, I have to bring this up because I learned something new about my wife when we went here, which is she had never had a pot pie before. What? <laughs> what? She, they brought it to our table and it was the pot pie filling with a biscuit on the side. And sometimes you see that, you know, sometimes yeah. they have like the topping on it and that's what they call a pot pie, you know, and all she had ever seen were the little banquet ones that you oh, put in yeah. your oven that are like a full on pie. Can she have those though? No, she okay. just never had a pot pie. Yeah. So they brought it out and she was like, this isn't a pot pie. This and isn't a like, pie at all. Lies. This is like lots of lies. <laughs> but yeah, as the like conversation continued, we just realized she had never had a pot pie before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that is what people think of when they think of a chicken pot pie. But I think for a restaurant to serve it, it's kind of a messy thing that doesn't stay very well that you serve to a family or whatever is like a full pie. This biscuit version is a good one in this kind of circumstance. Yep. I had that at the brunch, but I, like Hannah, had never had a pot pie before either. What? Because I only knew of the little cheap, like, frozen ones. Yeah, Marie Callender we ones. never had them. But two of my cousins did, and they always talked about how awful they were. So it was like ingrained in me from a young age that Popeyes were horrible and should not be eaten if you can avoid it. So, yes. But Jim not only got three good meals, he got to work out some childhood trauma. (laughs) (laughs) I did. It turns out Popeyes can be good. We also got the three cheese grilled cheese. Which I've made the joke in the past about like anything on a grilled cheese that isn't cheese and bread ruins it. And I don't genuinely agree with that. But I will say that there was a lot going into this sandwich that when I go in for a grilled cheese, I don't personally want. (laughs) If you told me it was a pesto and tomato sandwich, a cheesy pesto and tomato sandwich, I might have felt differently about it. And that might be my fault. But anyway, it has pesto, (laughs) goat cheese, gouda, cheddar, tomato, and sourdough. And in my mind, there was like a little bit too much pesto flavor, a little too much tomato. I I wanted more the the cheddar and the gouda with it. And that comes with a side of vegetable tomato soup and kind of the same thing. Like I just want a straight tomato. I want a a grilled cheese and a tomato. But they were both very good. They were good. Yeah, I had the three cheese grilled cheese on visit number two. Um, mm-hmm. I would agree, except I thought it was very like goat cheese dominant, which yeah. was a great thing to me. So I, I was very fond of that. I like goat cheese. I'm not so big on the pesto, but for me, I just I want the grilled cheese to be like that kind of sharp or pungent and mm-hmm. stretchy cheese. And the goat cheese is just kind of it's too creamy, I think. It just doesn't have the okay. exact texture and flavor i'm looking for but i love goat cheese any other standout biscuits before we convert to mama twos as they do every morning <laughs> i got one other thing i want to say is the blue cheese and apple flatbread i got one of the pizzas and um i like there wasn't enough blue cheese in my cob salad so i had to get this pizza <laughs> and it was very good it's 
little rectangular, like 10 inch by six inch, maybe uh, pizza that could serve one or two, depending on how hungry you are and caramelized onions and balsamic fig drizzle over the top of it, which I thought everything on that was good. Do you feel like maybe you weren't a fan of the goat cheese in your cheese sandwich because you've got everything <laughs> with goat cheese in it? Yeah, it was a very cheesy dinner. Did I say goat cheese on this one? It was blue cheese. Oh, okay. Yeah, blue, oh, okay. Yeah. But, but just yeah. a lot of cheese overall. I mess around with cheese. I like cheese. Or, actually, I believe it's pronounced chez. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so real quick, I just want to hit on a couple things about Mama Two's biscuits. First of all, the biscuits themselves are hearty. They have a really good flavor to them, but what I was most impressed about with the biscuits from Mama Two's biscuits were just how much they would hold up to. They do a lot of their dinner sandwiches as breakfast sandwiches with the swap of a bun for a biscuit. And with the sweet and spicy chicken sandwich in particular, you got to have a pretty hearty biscuit to be able to hold up to that. And these biscuits will do that. One other shout out I've got to make about their brunch is I had chocolate gravy for the first time. I never Tell me more. (laughs) Horrified, but intrigued. It's so good. It's so good. I was so skeptical, but you all know me. If I see something ridiculous on a menu, I'm like, well, I'm going to eat that. So (laughs) I I need to, is it really just chocolate sauce or is it a chocolate? Is savory or both? It's basically a chocolate sauce. Okay. But it works so well on these biscuits. It's I was, like a I biscuit was, with hot fudge on it. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. In, in, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone was skeptical. And that was the one thing I was like, everyone needs to try this. And, and you know, I'm not a food sharer by any means. But <laughs> when I have something like that, that it's like, I've never had this before. And yes, it works. And why did I think it wouldn't? I like had to share it and have people try this chocolate gravy. So they do a biscuit and gravy flight. So I was able to try like um, one of their sausage gravies, their sawmill gravy, and then this chocolate gravy all in one breakfast and like mix and match them with my biscuits. And I just have to say, if you're listening and you go for brunch, don't skip over the chocolate gravy just because it sounds weird. It was fantastic. I just want to know if there's turkey bits in there. And I, there's not. Not that okay. I can tell. <laughs> you know what? I would put bacon in there, and I would have been perfectly happy with, like, a chocolatey bacon gravy. Heck yeah. Okay, we're going to alert the media that Travis would put bacon in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone's stunned right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys have any other biscuit experiences? Um, I like I had the when we went to Mama Two's. That's when I tried the chicken and biscuit pot pie. I would mm, agree okay. with everything. Biscuit was really substantial, yeah. you know. As another pot pie neophyte, I was expecting something more <laughs> like an actual pie. But yeah, it was really just. I believe mine was like cut in half, and it was like bottom half of the biscuit, then all of the insides, then the top half just kind of on top. Just but put on top. Okay. Yep, it was very good. Very filling. I had it at like 12 o'clock and I don't think I ate again for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, it was super filling, but really good. I've got to like echo that because there are a few reviews that was like, you will not leave hungry. You won't. It's like not only a good amount of food, but it's like that hearty, filling, warm, comfort food that you walk away thinking like, okay, yeah, I'm probably good for the rest of the day. 
Yeah, if I but had I, to sum this place up with one word, it would be hearty. For sure. It's perfect, I feel like, for this time of year. Like, go have yeah. one of their pot pies mm-hmm. right now while it's cold. It's a good, hearty, cold weather It's dish. a winter menu, so it'll be interesting to see if they change it up at all in the spring. Yeah, overall, I was really impressed. As a Three Monkeys fan, I kind of get, you know, what the owners were saying about, like, I felt like I couldn't change it. One thing I do have to say is they're taking some of those Three Monkeys favorites, the pizzas, uh, some of their tots, some of their more, like, bar-centric food. They're opening another location on Morgan Ford. In a different building, Nick. (laughs) Okay. I I did see this and it's going to have a similar name to three monkeys. Like mini monkeys or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an 80s style arcade bar. So um, I feel like Nick, that's going to be right up your alley. We have to (laughs) swing by there when they open it up, but you're just calling me old, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I just, you know, experience the 80s, relive your 30s. It'll yeah. it'd be great. Your generation um, had Pac-Man oof. and Centipede. My generation had San Francisco Rush. We're two different generations, okay? <laughs> I'm excited. I also feel like it will let Black Sheep be its own entity, especially when that place opens and they feel like, okay, we're still carrying on what worked at Three Monkeys in this other space. Now we can really dig in and be black sheep proper, which I feel like will be great for them. But if you're worried about what Three Monkeys became, I'm super excited about it. I feel like they really took a step forward and this is much more food centric. They have a much better point of view on like what they're doing there and how they want to approach it. Hopefully they iron out the uh, branding name switching because I know that it can get confusing with the menus and also like looking up reviews and social media. You know, Nick, I don't think you're the only person that's going to get confused by the two concepts. You know, even their websites are totally different websites. So it just feels like it can be a little confusing if they get that ironed out. I feel like it's going to be smooth sailing for Black Sheep. Yeah, I would go back myself. I also thought, you know, as a bar, it looked like a place that I would like to go bring a friend or a date. Uh, Probably my wife. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought it had a good vibe to it. It's not, you know, too fancy. It's kind of thing that I look for when I look for a place to go get a drink. And yeah, I'd like to go back and check out the brunch. And pro tip, Morgan Ford, as we've mentioned, has a lot of restaurants and bars on it, so it can get kind of busy. They do have a little parking lot just north of their building. So if you get there at the right time, you can snag a space off street. Ah. Mm-hmm. Jim, would you go back? Are you going back right now? Well, I yeah, actually, guys, I got to drop because um, <laughs> I'm going to walk over there now. Um, no, I will definitely be back. I'm glad to have it in my neighborhood. It's very walkable for me. And I really want to go back and try the trout on Francie's I'm going back for the trout. <laughs> it's going to be a trout fight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jim, very much for joining us. I'm sorry we didn't get to do this in person. I would like the four of us to get together sometime in the near future, and I will bring a charcuterie board and some of those pickles. The cornichon? The cornichon. (laughs) Well, maybe we can do a mini Black Sheep reunion when their new concept opens, the uh, 80s arcade bar, and we can get the gang back together and maybe do it in person. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, nice. that sounds fine. Nope. I'm I'm a longtime podcast fan, so thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. 
Thanks. It was great to have the one on. <laughs> so you're Jim, our fan. We keep telling you to leave a review. Will you leave a review, please? <laughs> Francie left one. I guess I should leave a review since I listen to every episode. It seems kind of like the least I could do. Damn it. <laughs> the only way we can get reviews is having people on and like guilting them. All right, Jim, you do it right now. Get your phone out right now. (laughs) I think it may go something like, not thorough. I went three times, and some of them appear to have only gone once for their review. Uh, (laughs) I've already gotten that review. (laughs) I've heard that one before. All right, I'll think of something original. but Follow your heart. (laughs) The big takeaway of the episode, I think. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening please say hello to us on Instagram or Twitter, or you can leave a comment directly on the episode pages on our website, EB in St. Louis. Uh, but yeah, you can find us on your favorite podcasting app. Please subscribe and review like Jim's going to. Uh, it may help. Uh, thanks again, everyone. Get out there and try some new restaurants. And tell Mitch I said hi. Bye.